listening to the Lance J Radio Network. told you so but but i told you so it was time for tennessee to beat alabama and i'm not saying that tennessee is a better team than alabama and i'm not saying that tennessee would beat alabama on a neutral field or if they face each other in the sec championship that alabama won't beat them by three touchdowns but just like ohio state going into the ninth circle of hell which was which was the big house to play Ann Arbor Community College last year. It's the same thing for, for Alabama. Going to Neyland Stadium to play the Tennessee Volunteers. That crowd and that team, they've been tired of getting curb stomped by the Crimson Tide. They've been tired of being a speed bump on Alabama's journey to another national championship or at the very least an SEC title. And they just fed up. They they weren't going to lay down and get and get stomped. And I and and what jumped off the page? Hendon Hooker, like I said, I know he's twenty five. He's a grown a man. But Hendon Hooker is just as good as C.J. Stroud, as Bryce Young, as any of these quarterbacks that are out there. Now I don't I don't know where he is on the spectrum of NFL prospects, but me me being a Colts fan, a fan of a team that absolutely needs a quarterback, but knowing that Matt Ryan is good enough to win six or seven games, so we're not in full tank mode, I, I wouldn't mind taking a flyer on Hendon Hooker. He looks, like a, he looks like a young Cam Newton out there to an extent. And he throws a, a pretty fantastic deep ball. Also what jumps off the page is and I've said this before, neither of these teams have really good interior defensive linemen. I'm not impressed with Alabama's defense. I'm not impressed with Tennessee's defense. Now, we know that Tennessee's defense isn't that good. They couldn't get any pressure without blitzing. But Alabama always has studs on the defensive line, and I just don't see that. You have Will Anderson Jr., who's supposed to be that guy. I, I didn't see him make hardly any plays at all. In that game. I watched the game several times. I taped it, watched it several times. I didn't see him making any any big plays. I don't know if I've been saying Alabama is just not that good by Alabama standards this year. They can still win a national championship if they run the table. And they could squeak through Ole Miss, even though I think Lane Kiffin has something for him. But if they win the SEC West and beat Georgia or Tennessee in the SEC championship, they'll be in the playoff and they can win the national championship. But I don't think that they will because that team, you can't you can't coach the deficiencies in that team. That team just doesn't have elite personnel right now. Now, they might all be freshmen. They might come back next year and be absolute savages. But that defense is not good. They don't get pressure. They're not overwhelming. And then that back seven is horrific. I don't know the guy number two 
for Alabama that couldn't cover Tennessee's. They had a wide receiver that had five touchdowns. It looked, it looked, it it, it conjured up images of Ohio State trying to tackle Tim Biakabatuka. I mean, that guy number two, the safety for Alabama, he's getting absolutely torched. Like he was getting Eli Appled. Izell Jenkins. All my all my all my listeners in Philly know who Izell Jenkins is. Izell Toast Jenkins. Uh, a free safety to play for the Eagles in the 80s that couldn't cover me or you. You're not used to seeing Alabama corners and safeties just get torched like that. And that's an issue. That's not that's not a cover two issue. That's not a schematics issue. That that means that the guy that's back there just isn't that good. And that's not something that you usually see from the Crimson Tide. So I don't I don't look at Tennessee or Alabama as favorites to win the national championship. Tennessee's offense, though, they can hang in with anyone. They have a puncher's chance. But I think Tennessee would struggle with Michigan and their defense. And I think that they're going to struggle when they go to Athens in a, in a couple of weeks to play Georgia. Because one thing about Georgia, now Georgia, Stetson Bennett isn't a very good quarterback. But Georgia has the physical ability to dominate at the line of scrimmage on defense. And I just don't know, I don't know if, if, if Hendon Hooker will have any time. And I think you see that when you get into the playoff, there are two types of teams in the playoff that make the, the college playoff. There, there's one type of team, that's an offensive juggernaut, and they made it because they can score at will. Either they can run the ball in dominant fashion against inferior competition, or, or they can spread it out and throw it. And then there are teams that have the, the strong, elite defensive lines, the defensive tackles, the offensive tackles, and they just blow you up at, at the line of scrimmage. And usually to win the national championship, you got to be able to blow the other team up at the line of scrimmage. you got to be physically dominant. I don't see that in Tennessee or Alabama. Texas pushed them around. Tennessee went up and down the field on Bama. We know that Tennessee doesn't have – Hypo hasn't been there to recruit elite defensive talent. Now, I'm sure he's going to get a lot of defenders. That 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 checkerboard orange was looking real great. Those uniforms were looking great. It was great TV. The, 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 the riot at the end of the game in the stadium. I mean, to see 100,000 orange T-shirts on the field, smoking cigars, taking the goalposts out of the stadium. I saw some video on CNN. Like, they they had the goalposts up at CVS. I guess somebody needed to get some Robitussin. Like, they had they had the goalposts just hanging out through town. And volunteer fans earned that victory. I'm, I'm happy for them. I didn't know. It's my job to know. I didn't know that they had lost to Alabama 15 consecutive times. You know how hard it is to lose to anyone at anything 15 consecutive times? That's like when you're 9 and your older brother is 22 and you're playing your older brother at basketball. If you're 9 and your older brother is like 12, you're going to beat your, your older brother every once in a while. You'll get lucky. When your older brother is 20, you're not, you're not going to beat him unless he lets you. So I didn't know that Alabama had dominated the Tennessee Volunteers to that level. But I think I'm one of those people that subscribe to the theory. I think when USC is good, and I know they lost a a close game to Utah over the weekend, I think when USC is good, when Tennessee is good, Texas is good, the U is good, I think it's good for uh, Ann Arbor Community College. I think it's good for college football. I'm happy that Michigan 
beat the pants off of Penn State. What that says to me is that Michigan can beat Ohio State in Columbus. Buckeye fans can't pencil that game in for an easy 41-20 to 20 victory like they have in previous years. You can win a lot of regular season games and put up a lot of points. You can Oregon it. You could TCU it. You could, you could be one of those teams that puts up a lot of points during the regular season and, and has a lot of highlights, Utah. But to win national championships, you got to be able to line that bad boy up in the eye form and run it down someone's throat on fourth and one. They know it's coming. You know it's coming. Everyone in the stadium knows it's coming. You do it. They can't stop it. So I'm glad that Michigan is really starting to assert themselves as, as one of the, the best programs in the country. That's good for Ohio State. Being up with Michigan and Penn State and Northwestern and Illinois and Wisconsin and Nebraska and Sparty, that's not good for Ohio State. They do that, then they get to Alabama, they get to they get to the, whoever wins the SEC, they get to Clemson. And it's not the same. You're playing against you're you're playing against NFL D linemen and linebackers. So congratulations to, to Rocky Top. It it was very it was very entertaining. It was a fantastic game. I thought I thought when when Alabama recovered that fumble, and it's almost like it was a, a point shaving when Alabama recovered that fumble and took it to the house. I was thinking, I was like, man, this game, this game is 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 over. All of this wasted energy. Tennessee gets out to, a, to an early lead, 28 to 10. They're moving the ball up and down the field. They're throwing the ball deep. They're running the ball. They have plenty of time. And Alabama in the second half started to impose their will. But over the weekend, the 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 crowd at Neyland Stadium in Knoxville, that crowd and that team, they weren't gonna lose. And that stadium, that crowd willed the volunteers to victory. I mean, is that they had one clip offensive line threw up all over the field. A little a little orange Gatorade projectile went right back in, right before the play went in. Blocked the heck out of the 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 defensive end. Now, I mean, if someone was throwing up, if I'm the defensive end, I don't I don't know if I want to be launching myself into that person. But they they literally left it all on the field. The last thing that 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 I took away from that game, I didn't see a whole lot of brothers in the audience. That's a very the the UT crowd is not the most diverse of crowd. The only brothers that I saw that were in that crowd because there were a lot of close ups with the camera as they were carrying the goalposts out of the stadium or trying to carry the goalposts out of the stadium and the cigars were out, I didn't see hardly any brothers at all or sisters in the in the UT panorama. The only brothers that I saw was actually playing for the volunteers. So that was just that was just an interesting lesson in the in the diversification of of the UT volunteer fan base. Lance J Show.
J Radio Network. James Lewis. Tell us about Retro College, man, and just the innovation behind that and how you are out here single-handedly repping Oakwood University and making sure the whole world knows. When I go to the airport, I see people wearing their Alabama stuff. I see people wearing their Ohio State stuff. I see people wearing their Duke in North Carolina stuff. Now I can wear my stuff. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. I wanted us to have the same pride man, that a Howard and a Hampton uh, alumnus would have. So I, I did something. The first person to ever market Oakwood you put, as an you put, you put your old money up, too. Yeah, that's, that's I a I love fact. people that put their old money up. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. It's electric made extraordinary. Ingenuity in motion. It listens, learns, adapts, and anticipates your every need with intelligence that feels anything but artificial. The EQS from Mercedes-Benz. It's the car electric has been waiting for. This is James Lewis, host of the Lance Day Radio Network HealthCast series. When I was a quality executive, I spent many years working with Episource on chart retrieval, coding, and their analytics platform. This is the time of year where health plans are focused on their final push for risk adjustment to close out 2021 dates of service. Identify HCC gaps. Stratify at both the member and provider level with Episource analysts. Episource combines intelligent technology and a team with many years of subject matter expertise. For a demonstration request, go to www.episource.com.